This is Ticker Symbol U, a podcast focused on highlighting advanced technologies that are transforming our lives and disrupting their competitors in the process. My name is Alex, and I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I'm just a nerd that loves sharing my personal vision of the future and putting my money where my mouth is. To learn more, find me at tickersymbolu.com or youtube.com slash tickersymboluyou. Let's start with this. No doubt you've been hearing a lot about the metaverse lately, and when you think about the metaverse, you're probably thinking that it's somewhere in the distant future, slowly being built by some of the biggest corporations in the world. Trillion-dollar companies with secret underground laboratories researching all the different ways that they can make money off the internet and the people using it. Want to talk about stress? Okay? I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? Or maybe you think the whole metaverse thing is just some sort of gimmick, a scheme put together by video game companies and the entertainment industry to pump up the sales of virtual reality headsets and the low-budget experiences that they run. Well, this episode isn't about Facebook or Meta, and it's definitely not about Mark Zuckerberg's idea of, uh, whatever this is. This is the dimension of imagination. I want to show you a different side of virtual reality. So in this episode, I'm going to show you the state of the art tech and some of the publicly traded companies that are using it to make the world a better place today, including some companies that ARK Invest doesn't hold, at least not yet. Your time is valuable, so let's get right into it, starting with the actual state of the art and how it got here. You're probably already familiar with virtual reality, or VR, which requires a headset device to immerse you in a completely virtual setting. And you're probably also familiar with augmented reality, or AR, which overlays digital objects and information onto the shared reality we call the physical world. That means you can use it with smartphones, tablets, and even hands-free glasses. But there's another application called mixed reality, not AR, not VR, but MR where physical and digital objects and environments can coexist and interact in real time. This isn't the distant future. It's the state of the art in engineering and design today, from architecture to aerospace to automotive. All kinds of new products and services are made possible by mixed reality technologies. On the software side, mixed reality drastically increases productivity and reduces time to value for one simple reason. People can create organically, using their hands, instead of having to learn industry-specific software, tools, and processes. Designers can swap parts and make adjustments to a model by interacting with that model in mixed reality, and the modeling software will track and translate those changes in the background. We'll get back to those companies a little later in the episode. On the hardware side, full visual immersion has actually already been reached, although it does have a pretty big catch. We're only talking about objects that can be made to look photorealistic with industrial-grade software. So we're not talking about giant robots or epic space battles or even truly human-like faces just yet. It's important to talk about VR headsets because nothing else really matters if you don't believe that they're getting close to being ready for prime time. And they're actually a lot further along than most people think. Heck, they're a lot further along than even most experts think. Here's what ARK Invest has to say about the state of the art of virtual reality and visual immersion. According to their 2021 Big Ideas report, the best-in-class VR headsets today achieve only 10% of human visual immersion. If consumer VR is limited to only the console gaming market, ARK Invest believes that fully immersive VR headsets won't reach mass-market adoption in the same way that cell phones have. 
And to reach that level of complete visual immersion at a reasonable price, VR headsets basically need to follow the same adoption curve as cell phones for the next 10 years from now until 2030. Yikes. Well, let me show you that consumer VR may not be limited to the console gaming market for too much longer. The Vario XR headset uses a built-in LiDAR to calculate the range of real objects in the environment and decide how to scale the virtual objects in it so there's no object jitter or flickering. It uses two 12-megapixel cameras to pass video of the real world into the headset displays. It also has about the same color range as the real world, so photorealism isn't lost thanks to off-colors or limited lighting and rendering capabilities. It has integrated hand and eye tracking to keep interactions as natural and fluid and smooth as possible. This blows the doors off of industrial use cases for VR because you can bring physical objects into the digital space. For example, pilots can bring real checklists into a flight simulator and use their real hands to check things off as they go, as opposed to the VR controllers that we're often thinking of when we think of video games. Or they can sit in a real cockpit but fly a simulated flight with the aircraft completely turned off. That's the power of mixed reality. And of course, that power can be used to simulate monitors or screens of any size and any shape. Think about all the different devices with screens that you have today. Your phone, your TV, your laptop and desktop computers, maybe an extra monitor or a tablet off to the side. Why not just digitally simulate whatever computer and displays you want depending on the physical environment that you're actually in at the time? The possibilities are endless and they're more convenient. After all, this headset is much smaller than your physical laptop. The only problem is the Vario XR3 headset is almost $8,000. These things are basically the Tesla Roadster of headsets. That's actually what stopped me from making this episode sooner. ARK Invest is right. No one except the wealthiest enthusiasts can afford these things right now, so they'll never reach that mass market adoption at this rate. But just like Tesla keeps innovating and has moved down market since the Roadster, Vario just released a $2,000 version of this headset, called the Aero. While the Aero strips out a lot of the industrial-grade features like the pass-through cameras and the LiDAR, it doesn't lose any of the actual VR functionality from Vario's $8,000 XR3 headset. That means industrial-grade VR is now available at around the same price point as a flagship smartphone, and costs will only continue to decline over time, just like they did with Tesla's cars and personal computers and laptops and cell phones. Thrill Seeker is a great YouTuber who focuses on all things virtual and augmented reality. Here are some of his first impressions of the Vario Aero VR headset. I recently got my entire perception of modern virtual reality flipped on its head completely when I used a Vario XR3. An absolutely insane next level VR headset that potentially blurs the lines between reality and virtual reality. This is the Vario Aero, and the Aero is in many ways hands down the best VR headset I've gotten my face in. Virtual reality has never looked so good or felt so real within this price point. Oh my god, there is zero screen door effect. My lord! Oh. <laughs> oh man. Holy sh. If you're interested in learning more about the state of the art of AR and VR, Thrill Seeker is a great channel to follow. I'll leave a link to his deep dives on Vario in the description below. Hopefully you're starting to see that the state of the art for VR is being pushed forward by industrial applications, not just video games, and amazing hardware is quickly coming down in cost, which will drive consumer adoption way up. As a fellow investor, I think it's important to see this context, so I appreciate you sticking with me so far. 
Vario isn't a publicly traded company, at least not yet, so let's talk about the companies that are. I think there are three kinds of companies that are important to industrial VR. The first kind focuses on the infrastructure, not just headsets, but the virtual collaboration environments and platforms. The second kind focuses on digitizing physical stuff. They scan objects and environments in the real world and let people interact with their digital twin. The third kind focuses on designing physical stuff. They let people build objects and environments in the digital world and produce their physical twin, which usually ends up being a product. Together, these types of companies are great long-term investments today because they offer state-of-the-art products and services today. Those offerings will scale very well into the metaverse as VR technology continues to mature and become more affordable, but they don't rely on that idea to succeed. So if you want to bet on the metaverse, but against Facebook and meta platforms, these stocks would be a great way to do it in my opinion. Let's start with NVIDIA, ticker symbol NVDA. NVIDIA makes the GeForce line of graphics cards, as well as tons of enterprise hardware and software for every type of artificial intelligence application that you can think of. They also build the SuperPods, which are their commercially available supercomputers specifically designed for artificial intelligence, as well as their DGX workstation, which is their server solution for data centers. In my opinion, these machines or machines like them will run a serious portion of the metaverse. Last week, NVIDIA held their annual GPU Technology Conference, or GTC, in which they heavily featured their Omniverse initiative. Hopefully in a couple of years, data will stream into a digital twin of Earth, running in Omniverse. An ensemble of physics ML models will predict the climate. Let's talk about Omniverse. The Omniverse is a scalable, real-time development platform for collaborative 3D design and simulation. The foundation of the Omniverse is Pixar's open-source USD, which stands for Universal Scene Description. This description layer allows large groups of people to simultaneously work across multiple software applications on a shared 3D scene, whether it's an automotive factory floor or the set of a movie. This open standard foundation gives software partners multiple ways to extend and connect to the Omniverse, whether it's through adoption of this USD or building a plugin or via something called an Omniverse connector. That means that NVIDIA's Omniverse is an ecosystem of development tools and assets that grows whenever a partner adds functionality to it. For example, Apple, Pixar, and NVIDIA have been collaborating to bring advanced physics capabilities to the USD. NVIDIA and Adobe are collaborating on a Substance 3D plugin that will unlock new material editing abilities for the Omniverse and for Substance 3D users. The list goes on and on, but my point is, this Omniverse ecosystem is already connecting leaders from every industry to be more than the sum of its parts, which means it'll gain a lot of new customers and use cases from all over the world. For example, Lockheed Martin is working with the Omniverse to develop strategies for wildfire simulation, prediction, emergency response planning, and fire suppression efforts. Even South Park, which is obviously the greatest television show of all time, is exploring Omniverse to enable several of its artists to simultaneously collaborate on scenes and optimize their insanely limited production time. And currency accounts with compounding interest and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. And this is just one of NVIDIA's many artificial intelligence initiatives. Next on the list is Matterport, ticker symbol MTTR. 
As their name suggests, they focus on porting physical matter into the digital world. More specifically, Matterport creates digital 3D models of buildings and spaces for a wide variety of applications. For example, real estate firms can offer virtual tours of physical spaces, and construction firms can assess the progress of their current physical projects. Architects and engineers can streamline documentation and collaborate directly within a correctly scaled 3D model of a project instead of having to work across a lot of different pieces of software. The 3D digital reconstruction market is largely unpenetrated, so Matterport currently enjoys a huge first-mover advantage. In fact, they have around 100 times more spaces mapped than the rest of the market combined. They have a fully automated end-to-end -end digitization process that works with a wide variety of compatible capture devices, including their own cameras, as well as cell phone cameras thanks to their Android and iPhone apps. Their revenue is increasingly coming from their free-to-paid subscription model, where a team of two can digitize a single space with their phones for free. Then, if a customer wants to scale up their team, or digitize more spaces, or use better cameras, or export their data into a wide variety of technical formats, they have to upgrade to a paid monthly plan. That makes Matterport very scalable to businesses of all sizes, from individual projects all the way up to enterprise clients who want to use Matterport's integrations with other building information modeling tools like Revit. Speaking of Revit, the third stock on the list is Autodesk, ticker symbol ADSK. One of the big growth drivers for Autodesk right now is Revit, which is a leading tool for BIM, or Building Information Modeling. Building Information Modeling is the process of creating and managing information for a built asset, like a building. The model integrates many different kinds of data, including the structure of the asset, to produce a digital representation of the asset across its entire life cycle from planning and design, to construction, operations, and even maintenance. BIM is quickly becoming mandated for large civil engineering projects around the world, which is really good for Autodesk in general and for Revit specifically. That's one reason that Matterport integrates with it. Autodesk is also famous for making AutoCAD. CAD, or CAD, stands for Computer Aided Design, and AutoCAD is one of the industry standards in infrastructure, architecture, city planning, and product design. Chances are the device you're on right now was designed in, or at least mocked up in, AutoCAD. But Autodesk makes much more than just AutoCAD and Revit. They also make 3ds Max and Maya, which are visual effects software suites that are used in Hollywood blockbusters like Pixar's Monsters, Inc., as well as AAA video game titles like the Uncharted series, Call of Duty, and even Halo. So, regardless of your opinion on the future of the internet and the metaverse, Autodesk is already positioned for long-term success. It has high in-demand products that are leaders in their respective industries, AutoCAD for drafting and design, 3ds Max and Maya for visual arts and effects, and Revit for building information modeling. Oh, and by the way, Autodesk is one of the companies that's currently connecting to NVIDIA's Omniverse. And finally, we have Unity Software, ticker symbol U, which not only has the best ticker symbol, but also allows developers to create 2D and 3D interactive experiences for every type of platform, including PCs and Macs, gaming consoles, and mobile devices. Unity's solutions are very scalable. They support everyone from huge studios that make multiplayer games requiring powerful computers to run, all the way down to individual creators who just want to make a simple mobile game. Unity's platform allows for a develop-once, deploy-everywhere model where creators can deploy their work to a PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, macOS, iOS, Android, and Windows device. This is a huge selling point for Unity. 
That means that different operating systems and device makers need to enter into long-term partnerships with Unity Software to ensure that creators don't have to learn to write any extra code just to get their projects to work on any one specific platform. As a result, Unity's platform has become an industry-standard content creation tool for 2D and 3D experiences. By their own estimates, over half of the top 1,000 mobile games on Apple's App Store and on Google Play have been created using Unity's solutions. Their primary audience right now is game developers, but they're extending their development ecosystem to support much more than just video games. In fact, Unity has been used to develop nearly 60% of all AR and VR content and something like 90% of all of the content on emerging AR platforms is made on the Unity engine. They're consistently investing to expand their platforms to cater to industries like architecture and engineering, automotive design, 3D film, and animation. Importantly, Unity Software's biggest competitor is Unreal Engine, which is owned by Epic Games, the company that makes Fortnite. Epic Games, and thus Unreal Engine, are not publicly traded. I think that's why Kathy Wood has over $1.5 billion in Unity Software stock today, making it ARK Invest's fourth biggest position overall. Interestingly enough, ARK Invest doesn't have a position in NVIDIA, Matterport, or Autodesk, and they really haven't published anything that may suggest why. So, tweet me at ticker symbol U with your thoughts on the current state of VR and these companies that are connecting the physical world to the digital one. Do you think the companies I talked about will be key to the metaverse, or is there a different one at the top of your list? Do you think these companies will continue to succeed even if the metaverse never becomes a reality? I'm excited to hear your thoughts. As for me, NVIDIA and Unity Software are both already in my $100,000 portfolio that I'm hosting on public.com. I'm building that portfolio from scratch to compete directly with ARK-K, ARK Invest's flagship innovation fund, which also holds a lot of Unity stock. I've actually already invested about $30,000, which has been especially exciting during this choppy earnings season. So if you'd like access to my trades as they happen, instead of waiting for my monthly portfolio episodes, consider supporting the channel as an insider tier patron on Patreon or channel member on YouTube. And whether you're looking for a new home for your own portfolio, or you just want a different way to support the channel, you can go to public.com slash ticker symbol U, and you'll receive a free slice of stock worth up to $70 when you fund your account. Public.com is free to use with no account minimum to get started, doesn't charge fees for standard trades, and allows you to buy slices of stocks for as little as $1. So that free slice of stock when you fund your account is a win-win if I've ever heard one. I'll leave a link to that exclusive offer for you in the description below as well. Thanks for watching, and until next time, this is Ticker Symbol U. My name is Alex, reminding you that the best investment you can make is in you.